Hello and welcome back to More Like Guidelines, an actual player game design podcast. I am your host and game leader, Jessica Crimes, she, her, and I am joined by the fantastic... Ben, he, him. Candle, they, them. Goji, he, they. And Jester, they, them. I'm starting with Ben. Who are you playing today? So I'm playing Eamon, he, him. Candle? Uh, I am playing uh, Sensibility Askew. I am playing Arlius Vane. Uh, and I am playing uh, Instance Salyut, they, them. We are professionals. Cool. In the previous and first episode of More Like Guidelines, you got some fancy technological upgrades, joined a revolutionary cater, and tried to kill your boss. Just a Tuesday. Uh, I should clarify, Instance tried to kill our boss. None of us have actually tried to kill our boss yet. We were told to kill our boss. I was doing what we were told. You have been told to. Instance aggression was instant. You have been told that your boss will be at the hotel, that you are to try and kill their body without damaging their bio core, and that you are to try and avoid causing any general chaos or hurting any innocents in the process. You have just stepped out onto Adler's Row, You are about a block away from the main street, the titular Adler's Row. And yeah, what are you doing? Who's taking the lead? Uh, Askew is going to look around for an obvious hotel. Are there any people around? There are no people around here, but you can hear the constant um, voice of the throng of people, traders, marketeers on Adler's Row. Oh, we need to go there. Why don't we go to the street official? That seems like the most likely place for a hotel. Arlius is already gone. <laughs> Where are you they're, going? They're already walking I over to the I really... <laughs> teamwork is clearly not Arlius' strong suit. I understand. No. no, it's not. Vane is in the name. Do the rest of you follow? Yeah. 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 Okay. You step on, you're about a third of the way down. Well... Yeah, you're about a third of the way down the street when you step out onto it. It is lined with um, traders. Some of them just have their wares displayed on rugs. Some of them have fairly ramshackle wooden constructions acting as market stalls. And the street itself is thick with people. Most of them have the blue glow of the disavowed people not affiliated with a corporation. And it is very, very rare to be in an area of the fiefdoms with such a density of disavowed people. Okay, so we don't really stand out too much. Well, I don't know about sensibility as you standing <laughs> out. <laughs> the rest of the party wouldn't get too many second glances. I don't feel like instance gets very many. Around here, there are stalls selling pretty much everything. There's rancid meat, wilted vegetables, oils, batteries, hydraulic fluids. A lot of people very clearly just have some items on display for the sake of having something on the storefront, but they're there to, most of you would know, um, sell specialty goods to the people who ask, right? Mm. What are you doing? Okay, so... Arlius figures that the the people with the least on the storefront would, if this makes sense, have the most time to watch the passers-by. 
So they're okay. going to find they're going to find the person who has the least the, the fewest items on display. It, okay, uh, where um, is that? A few stalls down, there's a man sat on the ground on a rug with what essentially look like various scrap electronics in front of him. He has a he's hunched over. He's wearing big um dark brown trousers very very baggy just tied with a rope cord at the waist a very very wide brimmed straw hat and he has a hole blown through his abdomen as if by a small cannonball that's occasionally just sparking but he doesn't look bothered his body doesn't have any real semblance of flesh he has embraced the entirely mechanical look which is more common around these poorer parts okay Okay, so one one further question: Do I have any money? Do we start with any? Trade, I don't anything to trade. Okay, you are starting with various scrap items that you can trade with within reason. I'm not going to put a fixed value on that yet. Um, the way that money works in this system, the way that official money works in this system, it doesn't have a name yet. So let's call it. Um, I'm not going to call it creds because everyone uses that. But um, in this system, experience and money are one and the same, and the group as a whole will have a pool of it. Can we call it Bitcoin? <laughs> can we call it Botcoin? We can call, we can call it Bit. Can we not call it Botcoin? <laughs> We're not calling it fucking Botcoin. <laughs> I feel offended, <laughs> personally. All right. Like uh, yeah, bits. but you do have... You have whatever you would need to make a couple of trades. You don't have any bits, but you do have some various scraps and shinies that you've picked up on your travels. Sell them. Okay. Metal bits. So I am I am going to toss this rather sad looking man one of aforementioned shinies. Fucking microchip I picked up on the side of the road. <laughs> ask, ask Fucking which, SIM card. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's Mario Odyssey. Uh, Give it a lick comes up. and wince. It's real. <laughs> right, go on. It's genuine, I promise. Um, so uh, they're going to lean into this man after handing him a nondescript Nintendo Switch game <laughs> and ask him, excuse me, sir, do you, do you know any, any fine establishments wherein someone might kick up their heels and stay the night? for a while. Um, Askew is going to interject here by pressing a button on the side of their neck and the word hotel is going to flash in bright red letters across their visor and then a metallic voice is going to say hotel. Yes, a a bed and brekkie. Hotel. (laughs) No. He looks up at you. He barely seems to even register you and he just says, Oh, you looking for an hotel? Oh, wow. Plenty of empty warehouses, plenty of empty flats around here, plenty of old posh places. Take your pick. Set out a bed. Somewhere where someone might voluntarily stay the night. He very pointedly looks at your core and the gentle blue light that can be seen and says, Not one that'll let you in. That's fine. We don't need permission. Uh, Askew uh, bends down and gently folds several paper clips into this person's hand, pats the pats their hand, and says, "Well, and 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 the metallic voice says, hotel.'" 
he tell you what uh roll a d12 and we'll call that um you trying to be charming <laughs> um, <laughs> um we don't have a skill list yet so oh, i'm no. just going to be oh, no. improving it for this first block what did you roll uh that was a one. Oh, <laughs> no. That is a great time for me to talk about this game's version of Critical Hits and Misses called Dramatic Successes and Dramatic Failures. If you roll a 1 or a 12, we calculate whether or not it will be a success as normal. And then whether it is a success or a failure, it becomes a dramatic success or a dramatic failure. It's not better or worse. It's just louder and more. It just makes us laugh. I said, in keeping with Askew's character, that means I can only roll 12s and 1s. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, I think what happens is, as you fold his hand onto the paper clips, one of them just digs into him, and this seems like a really weird, half-hearted attempt to intimidate him. Oh, no. He winces, pulls his hand away, and just says, Get away from my stall! Very tactical. Good job. Askew is... Going to punch this man in the face. No! Oh my god. Why would you do that? <laughs> no! Instant is, is going to say, um, on oh. the record, in case there is a record, um, no, I, I am I, not, I, I, I am not willingly associating with this individual. It is not, a, it is not a conscious choice that I am making. Uh, Jester, gonna... Jester, we'll deal with that disclaimer after. Yeah, I was going to say, I want to make it really clear to all of you that this looks like an absolute knee-jerk reaction. Oh. Okay. I figured as much. Um, are you just using your fist to punch them in the face? Yeah, it's not even like a hard punch. It's just like, it's, it's like when you tap someone on the knee and their like leg goes out, that's what it mm. looks like. Since this is not using a mod, it is still going to be risky. So if you roll a d12 for me... Yep. That's a two. <laughs> okay. Wait, no, um, no, wait. Oh, yes, it is. Okay. Tell you what, because you said that you weren't trying to particularly do harm, it was just a reflex, she just tanks it to the face and says, <laughs> all right, so here is what is going to happen. You are going to walk away from my stall, and you are going to keep on walking, and you are not going to look back, turn back, come back ever once entirely in your pretty little lives, or, well... Me and my compatriots, who I can assure you are numerous, are going to ensure that your day is thoroughly ruined. Is that um, quite I clear? I didn't punch you in the face. I have a reputation to uphold. Um, a rainbow thumbs up emoji is flashing across Askew's oh, visor. Okay. You. Um, ben, did you say that in character? I can fix this. I just talk like that. But yeah. Sure. I mean, think about it. This guy's got a massive hole. He's sparking. You've just stabbed him in the hand, and I can probably fix this. What are you saying to him? Are you saying, like, are you offering to patch him up? Yeah. I. Okay, what do you say to him specifically to start with? Like, I am so sorry about all of that. I would imagine you rather are, especially considering how clearly I have just outlined for you the consequences. I've just met these people, and... Look, I can turn this around. Like, you know that massive hole in your chest area? I am indeed aware of my, let's say, situation. That must, like, cause some issues when you're, like, washing the dishes and it electrocutes the, uh, everything. 
Uh, it would appear that you once again vastly overestimate the living situations we in Adler's Row have access to, but I will admit, small birds have been known to try and nest in it. It is an inconvenience. Look, I dealt with this. I can reroute this. It'll be fine. No more sparks. I even put a little plaster, a little, a little, a little metal plaster on your hand. Wouldn't that be nice? Okay, you're trying to convince him here, so roll me a d12. We've had three rolls now for a random market sales. <laughs> yes. yes, we have. On the oh, side of the road. No! <laughs> uh, and they have been in ascending order. <laughs> One, two, three. <laughs> All right, listen, lean in close, right? Listen here, Le- lean in close. Closer than that. Yeah. <laughs> he headbutts you hard on the no- bridge of your nose. Ah, wasted. Go, 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 go. <laughs> Asky's already running. <laughs> okay, um, you are all running no, down in- the street. Instance is not running. Instance is just strolling. Arlius okay. does not run. Arlius trots. <laughs> like a horse? At best. Okay. <laughs> the children run off and the adults follow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, um, now that you have thoroughly explored that gentleman's options, <laughs> what else are you planning to do to try and find uh, this hotel? Askew is looking for an obvious hotel, like something with, for example, because Askew like, communicates in words and images, uh, something that has the word hotel emblazoned across it in some fashion. Yeah, I would imagine, okay, yeah, um, I would imagine a hotel's like pretty big, like... Of the scale, especially if it wouldn't let, you know, unaligned people in. I'm sure it's fancy and somewhat noticeable. Arlius is <laughs> Arlius is cur- currently mulling over the, uh, how, how much they're looking forward to the various misadventures they are sure to have with this motley crew. <laughs> and how much- Don't think too hard, you're going to hurt yourself. <laughs> how much they love each and every one of these people and don't want to kill them at all. Ah, <laughs> uh, Okay. Okay, Candle, roll me a d12 and add two, because I feel like this is something that, if you had stats, um, Sensibility SQ would be good at. That's a two, so four. Okay. Can I try your dice, Koji? Yeah, you can. You can. <laughs> uh, so that's a four, yeah. You find... Yeah, you're pretty sure you found a hotel. It looks like a... It's got all the walls, it's got all the doors, it's got all the windows, it's got a couple of people going into it. Yeah, be a hotel, why not? It doesn't have any signs or icons or visible beds, but, you know. All right, uh, so Askew is going to play a loud trumpet fanfare out of uh, his boombox and point at the building, which may be a hotel. Is it a hotel? Can I tell if it's a hotel? It's definitely not what you'd expect from a hotel. Like a rundown and stuff. Well, it doesn't seem to have any, like, beds or rooms or, um, you know, staff. It just seems to be the most intact building on this street. And it does have people going in, and you can hear people chatting inside. Ask you, as much as I would love to trust you on this... Are you certain this is a place the people stay? A, uh, a pixelated cartoonish grin uh, flashes across their visor and followed by a thumbs up emoji. 
I'm pretty sure that if you looked up the definition of conspicuous, this man would be. I middle finger I, emoji. Right, right in there. Then askew. Lead the way. We shall follow and see if you are correct. You know that uh, that car horn that's like really ostentatious that you hear oh, in movies no. sometimes, like that plays, and then Askus marches towards the building. Okay, you get to the door, and the people that you've seen entering have been scanning some kind of key card, but. Um, as you get to the door, you see that there is also a hatch that can slide across so they can see you as outside and let them in if they don't have a key card. Uh, Askew slides the, the hatch and presents his visor. Presents. <laughs> what is displaying on Askew's visor? Um, an, uh, a pixelated, uh, animated uh, hand waving back and forth. Okay. Um... <laughs> Looking, I assume that that if the visor's pointing that way, Askew is looking that way. But I, yeah, yeah, feel I need to ask to clarify. It's 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 it, yeah. It's there's probably like a lens behind it or something. Okay, uh, in that case, you see a very very gruff looking guy. He's got a fleshy face which is heavily scarred, but you also know that those scars are probably purely aesthetic because it would be it's easy to remove them. Uh, looking back at you, and he says, Pass! Pass? Show me your pass! Uh, the word hotel flashes across the visor and a robotic voice says, Hotel! Very <sighs> You're out of towners. You're from somewhere a bit nicer than this, I imagine, then. Oh, I've got the same voice as the shopkeeper. He's my brother. Shopkeeper's brother. <laughs> oh, that, that doesn't bode oh, well for us. He doesn't know yet. Actually, yeah, you see that he has a very, very similar cannon wound in his left shoulder. <laughs> Does he also have a straw hat? Um, No, he has a straw bowler hat. Ooh. A bowler hat made of straw. Fancy. Uh, I want I, I want to clarify. Whenever Askew says something in the robotic voice, the words are also displaying across the visor, like yeah. uh, like 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 uh, captcha, not captcha, like uh, captions, captions, mm-hmm. closed captioning. That's the one. Um, <clears throat> we would like access to your hotel. If you would like access to this establishment, you will need a pass. You will need a pass from my brother being sold for 5,000 bits each. You will find him by his distinctive cannon wound, much like this one. Be I warned, know he him. is short of temper. Um, What's his name? See. You know him? What's his name? I know him. I punched him in the face. Oh. And I did not. I, did, I would like to clarify right now, I did not punch him in the face. I gave him a gift that he very much enjoyed. I gave him paper clips, which he did not like. Um, you can only see him from the shoulders up. The rest of you can't see him at all. But you recognise the voice is very similar to his brother's. And you also recognise the sound of him hitting a button near the door. You see a bit of the solid metal door slide down, revealing oh some kind of barreled aperture. 
Oh, so we're going to I shop. would be leaving now if I were you. Instance is just going to walk up and say, Sorry to bother you, we'll be right on our way. Do you know where the hotel is, if this is not such an establishment? All right, look. Look behind you. See those buildings, tallest ones around. I, yes, that does make sense. Head towards them. That's that's the local corporate headquarters. You'll find swarming with locust goons, and there you will find the closest thing to an hotel in this nearby district. Much appreciated. I will now take these two off of your hands, and we will bother you no further. Thank you. The, um, what was probably some kind of weapon, Babrel retreats back into the door, the metal hatch slides back up, the, um, sliding panel through which you were seeing this man slams shut, and the first part of the episode ends there. We will take a break and be back with you shortly. Oh, <laughs> I love how Arlius is forever, forever suffering the consequences of standing within three feet. <laughs> <laughs> sensibility when they punch that man (laughs) and welcome back so before the break you just really angered a lot of people in a lot of places you're not really nailing the don't draw attention to yourself part of this but that's fine you're learning on the job on job training this is basically a revolutionary apprenticeship and we'll say that you were all just, you're just on the edge of the plaza with the tallest buildings in the area. Um, you're around the corner from it, so no one in there has exactly seen you yet. And you can see that basically everyone in there has um, yellow glowing bio cars, which very publicly signifies they're affiliated with Locus, the um, Megacore, which rules many, many regions of the fiefdoms, but in particular this one. Askew crosses their arms very pointedly over their chest, trying to conceal their biocore. Can people join, like, if they're unaligned, can they join corporations, or are people just like, no, we don't fucking want you? That would be very unusual, but it is possible. I will also say that you can see someone's affiliation unless they've got some technology to somehow mask it by looking at them with the same kind of heads up that you get with each other. You also get that heads up if you really focus on anyone around here, but most people as a standard practice will not have much information visible. They can hide certain information. So typically if you don't know someone's name, if they haven't revealed it to you, then you won't be able to see their name, but you can always see someone's corporate affiliation. Yeah, oh, and, uh, a hellscape. Can you always see? Because um, instance has the echo has it more, but instance has the fun uh, shatter effect when you kind of look at them. Can you tell that by looking at anyone if they also have a similar? No one around here does. Yeah, but I just mean like like if you oh, looked you can, at like a person you can who always had tell. it. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah but, you can always tell. Um, in character and probably out of character, you don't know what that means. Did, would instance know what it means? No, because oh, you've never had this proper heads-up display until now. Okay, makes sense. Are okay. there, like, roofs of buildings and roofs around? Yes, most, very few of the buildings in this district are entirely intact, but the closer you've gotten to this plaza, the more intact they've become, and the surrounding buildings do tend to have four walls and a roof. Nice. For what it's worth, Arlius is, uh, Maybe enjoying the the side eyes 
from passers-by a little bit too much. Well, Arlius likes attention. Arlius does very much like attention, yes. Okay. <laughs> what is Arlius doing with this attention? What are you all doing? Voguing. <laughs> um, is it apparently... Is it, is it immediately obvious from where we're standing where the hotel is? Uh, let's say... You can say that for definite, it's going to be one of three or so buildings on a particular very central cluster in the middle of the plaza, but you can only see one of them, one entrance from this angle, and it looks like a office block. It's nowhere near as tall as some of the incredible skyscrapers deeper into the fiefdoms, but it's still, these are still the tallest buildings in the area. Okay, Askew is going to look at these buildings, uh, decide that this is probably where to go, and just begin striding with purpose across the plaza, taking the most direct possible route. Are the rest of you following? And if you are, are you following in a similar act-like-you-belong manner? Arlius is going to do their absolute best to disassociate <laughs> uh, from sensibility, um, given Sensible. given the events of the past couple minutes, um, <laughs> so so they're going to sort of weave their way around and through the crowd, looking as though they're almost part of it. I will say it's less; yeah. it's much less crowded here, but there are still plenty of people about. The Adler's Row proper that you were just on was very densely packed. This is just busy. Okay, Eamon, okay. I so, so they're All sort of hope. hopping from group to group. So we um, are not making a plan. Understood. Also, mo- a lot more people here have visible mods, normally one or two per person, and they all tend to be coloured yellow, a pretty garish yellow, which you recognise yeah. as the trademark of Locus. And that's L-O-C-U-S, not Locust, one, the insect. One further question. Um so as far as our like psychic connection goes, is it can it be like consciously activated? Can we communicate over it? Or is it just you can like we communicate can sense... a vague intent, but that's the absolute most right now. Does there it have a type... hard range? No. Uh not that you're aware of at least. Okay. And not as not as far as I'm aware at least. But again, this is earliest days of the system. It might have one later. Okay, so Arlius is is sort of projecting an intent of um, stealth. Yeah, uh, they 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 don't want to. Uh, I mean, not not stealth as in like duck and roll, concealing the self. More more so, like concealing the fact that they're in a group with a singular purpose. Mm-hmm. Because I think that's about as suspicious as they could be. Under these circumstances, that is about as complicated an intent you can express with this pulse pulse net link. Okay, so so just just the idea that like it's probably better for us to not be all congregated, asking too many questions. Askew continues walking. Okay, where is Askew walking towards? The, just... That that little cluster of buildings that looked like they might contain a hotel. Okay, um, currently no one's looking at any of you even twice. Okay, I think we'll, I think Instance will start walking as well. But again, sort of, I guess, spacing out. Like, it's sort of like Askew's, like, definitely leading the charge and would probably take a lot more attention than I feel like Instance would in a crowd, considering just Askew's whole deal. 
Um, okay. Uh, but Instance is sort of gently trailing after, very casually walking, not really walking. Like, walking as casually as Instance can walk, so, like, it's somewhat purposeful, but, like, it's a little slower. What about Eamon? Eamon's trying to hide as much as possible with his jacket, and he's sort of trailing behind. Sort of nervously okay. looking around at the same time, though, but, you know. Cool. And you're all heading towards that central plaza of built that central cluster of buildings? Yes. Are people yep. sort of talking as they walk? Yeah, um, this... You know when you're in, like, the business district of a city mm-hmm. and it's lunchtime and everyone is just out milling around and chatting? Cool. Yeah, I think Instance is going to sort of hang back and do that with Amon to see, like, you know, two people are heading separately, but to see, you know, like, sometimes it's a little bit more, I don't know, like, non-threatening or normal. You're like, oh, the two of us are here to do something versus the one, just me, you know, just me, the one out of place person. I like that. Okay. Um, as you all going your separate directions in pairs or on your own, head around the plaza, you pass the first building around that corner and you can see what is um, distinctly a building designed to look posh. And above the door, it has the the icon of Locus. It is like... Like a brooch, it's like a circle with a line through it, but it extends more in one direction. Uh, you recognize that as the symbol for Locus. It is set there in what looks like gold and might even be gold plated above the door. It has two guards, well, bouncers, clad entirely in yellow business attire, stood on the door, one on either side. So they're in banana suits. Sure, why not? <laughs> they are not in banana suits, but they are in that shade of yellow. Um, black shirts, yellow tie, yellow jacket. Uh, they both have entirely... All of the exposed body is mechanical. It's very, very sleek. It's um, it's more Ultron than Wally. Are they armed? They have... Tell you what, we'll make a identify technology role essentially so if you roll me a d12 and because of your background you will have a plus three bonus to this that is a dramatic success then roll the 12 i don't think even when we were testing it out earlier you've basically only ever rolled 11s and 12s which is excellent that is the dark horse (laughs) and because that is a dramatic success you know exactly what the uh, unusual mods they have on their hands are. It's fairly standard issue for a guard or um, especially one working for Locus. It is their take on a pulse glove. Basically, it's like a it's a sleek, more professional version of your Marauder's multi-tool in that when you hit something it lets you hit it harder. They also have... Um, Again, entirely yellow, almost looking like a BB gun, but you know that it is a live ammunition pistol um, by their other hand, strapped to their thigh. Mm. But it's not we're openly, clearly armed. It's, yeah, we just happen to be armed. Okay. Um, Do you approach? And try and slip by? I'll give I go. We could... You can always talk okay. about it, too, because you did come up with instance, so we could be like, 
Hey, what do you what do you think? Would um would Askew reach them first? Probably. Yeah, I think Askew would yes. reach them first. Okay. Um As Askew is probably not even going to give the guards a passing glance and is just going to try and walk between them. Oh my fucking yeah. god. The door automatically <laughs> slides open and you step into the lobby. What? Okay. <laughs> Arlius is pleasantly surprised by this and saunters over as well. <laughs> um, yeah, no one tries to stop you. Okay. Uh, I'm going to start looking for Echo. Okay, um... So that was Arius and Askew have entered the hotel. What about Instance and Aemon? What are they doing? I think we should. They were walking as a pair, having a nice little casual chat. After seeing that, yeah. me, should we go in? Give me a one line each snippet of your chat. So, um, you have a, do you have a construction background then? With uh, an Instance gestures to the, your hand. Your Marauder's multi-tool. Uh, this this isn't for building. Oh, I love it. <laughs> oh no, oh, we're both the most then, like awkward. We can't talk. That's oh, the then, drama for, for that line being something I really enjoyed. Mark one point of um, overcharge. Oh, <laughs> overcharge one. So just yeah, what that is is it's basically if you've played you you haven't played D and D five e, but for those of you that have that counts as essentially a point of advantage. It lets you re-roll something, and it's also usable in combat. Yeah, if I'd known we could get overcharged, I would have tried talking to this this Grinch man. <laughs> Are you both also walking in? Yeah, I think, well. I think so. I think we walk in sort of as a pair. Yeah. Um, okay, so we'll start with ask you when you enter. You enter first. It's a fairly typical hotel lobby. There's a desk at the far end, a staircase on each side, and a smattering of sofas and a water cooler. There don't appear to be guards here, like the bouncers, but there are a few various business folk okay, on the so sofas or chatting at the reception. It's no Marriott. <laughs> Um, is Echo anywhere to be seen? No. Okay, um, Askew is going to continue, uh, really without pausing, straight up to the reception desk. And is there a little bell? Um, there's... It's a, it's an electronic buzzer that makes the sound of a bell and is specifically designed to look like an analogue metal bell, but isn't. Okay, Askew's gonna lay on that. Okay, um, yeah, one of the receptionists is talking to someone. Uh, the other one, they have a, they have, I need to come up with a better way of saying a flesh body. Like, um, <laughs> <laughs> a meat suit. Their, their body's mostly organic. Hey. Well, their body mostly looks organic. Mm-hmm. It's a specific aesthetic effect that some people, most people tend to go for. Yes, uh, they come up to you and say, Hi, how can I help? Um, the the words flash across, Is there someone here named Echo? God, I, I um, can't Do you know what that. department they're <laughs> working? Secure? I'm sorry. Murder. <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> do you mean Security. Um, there is a very, very long pause, and then... 
Yes. Okay, please bear with me one moment and I'll just check. Can I ask um, why it is that you're looking for them? Would you like to pass on a message? Another very long pause. Ar- Arlius is going to um, attempt to chime in before Askew <laughs> gets us all tased. <laughs> um, Arlius is going to say, oh, oh, yes, we've been, um, we've been selected for a job interview and we'd like to uh, follow up. Um, she oh, told us to course. meet her here. Okay, I'll just check in with our head of security. She um, steps back from the desk, puts two fingers to one of her ears, and then continues to speak, but the sound is muffled, like you're hearing it through a thick wall. She talks for a minute, um, takes the fingers away from her ear, steps forward and says, "Um, I'm afraid we don't have anyone by that name on staff. Are you... Um, are you sure you've got the right date, the right place, the right name? Well, that's what she told us her name was, so apparently we've just been misled. <laughs> um, there's a there's a, a brief, like, whirring sound from inside Askew's uh, visor, and then, like, a detailed, like, pixel art image of oh of Echo God. appears on the front of the oh, visor. Oh, so so they're, okay. they're, a 3- they're a 3D printer now. <laughs> um... Candle, can you make me? This is going to be essentially a role to see how well you can judge their reaction. So if you can roll me a d12. Again, in later episodes, we are going to have a more robust skill system, but this is basically the last thing for me to even start building. Goji has offered me their die, and I am not, I, I trust in you, my own die. I got a 12. Oh, oh shit. Hell yeah. <laughs> okay, in that case, firstly, you can tell that she is clearly startled by your heads up display thing, your um, <laughs> your emoji synthesis device. Do you think it looked like one of those um one of those memojis? Uh, yeah, 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 definitely. I was thinking it's like a pixelated like Yeah. Okay. Um she is clearly taken aback. Uh, she clearly recognizes this person and says, I'm, I'm sorry, I'm not able to discuss the particulars of any guests at the hotel without permission. We are here for a job interview. At this point, um, Eamon and Instance enter the hotel. You see that Alias and Askew are talking to a receptionist, but you can't quite make out what they're saying. You see that she looks gently shocked. What are you doing? Can I look around and see if there's, like, um... Since it's sort of like an office building slash hotel something, can I look around and see if there's an entrance to, like, a bar? Or, like, sort of like a common-ish space meeting room area? There's a hotel bar. It's through yeah. um, It's through into another section of the ground floor, but there's no doors. You can see through into it. Okay, I think that would probably be a good place to start if they're talking to reception. But I probably would turn to Eamon and go, should we save them from themselves? Or should we continue on perhaps to the bar and see if we can get some information there? Uh, it looks like they've got this. Let's just go to the bar. They probably have this. They're pros. Uh, We'll pick back up into that conversation now then. 
Um, they've just said to you that they're not able to give you any information on guests staying at the hotel against their better judgment because they shouldn't have even said that. Okay. Um, Is there a privacy policy we should look into? Our privacy policy is very robust. Okay, so so uh, and so and was my fears. what what ask you <laughs> what ask you said about uh, uh, what did I say? Um, oh, that we're here for a job and who view her answer didn't change. Um, no, it didn't. Uh-huh. Because you didn't okay. specify if it was like working for the hotel or specifically yeah. for Echo. Oh, okay. Um, okay, well, he's not, he's not going to clarify. Uh, instead, having heard that uh, Echo is in fact a guest at the hotel, um, uh, Askew is going to turn around without a word, or their display just goes blank, uh, and just uh, walk off in the direction of the elevator. D- don't okay. worry about them. They, they have their own agenda. <laughs> I think it's probably best that you both... Try and arrange this meeting elsewhere. Now, if you don't mind, I do have some other customers to help. Thank you. That's fair. That's fair. Have a, have a pleasant day. <laughs> there is, oh, you said there were stairs, not an elevator. Uh, yeah, there's an elevator next to the left-hand set of stairs. All right. Before Ask you is going to uh, press the button and uh, enter the elevator. Okay. Um, from, firstly, what is... Arlius doing about this? Is Arlius also following? Arlius keeps somehow en- ending up in the same spots as <laughs> Sensibility and uh, has... I think I think they've come to the conclusion that that's not in their best interest. So they're going to explore the lobby. Uh, how... Are there are there any other people in the lobby? Is it just them and the receptionist? Or is there There's a people business folk milling around. You would probably see Amon and Instance heading towards the bar, right? We didn't enter yeah. that long after you. You'd probably okay. see us sort of just making our way towards the bar. <laughs> yeah, as you turn around, you see them just heading through the archway into the bar. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bid the uh, frazzled receptionist adieu and um, slip on over to the bar. Um, I, what I'm thinking of is like something like a, a Holiday Inn, um, which is like basically just a large sort of multi-story building uh yeah and and there's like whole like hallways just full of doors with rooms like that's that's a pretty universal is that yeah so um the way that i visualize a hotel is that you go up to your floor it's a corridor with numbered doors and you buzz yourself into your room okay perfect that's that's universal then okay um yeah so i'm gonna uh take uh press a button that will take me up to the first floor Okay, you do that, you step into the lift, and someone steps up behind you and also steps into the lift. They are dressed, and well, dressed. Their robotic parts are covered entirely in the typical locus yellow. It is a very, very vivid shade. They have black accenting, and most notably, they are incredibly heavily armed. Um, they have extendable knife blades, very, very sharp, clean and angular, coming out of, well, um, not currently coming out, but visible on their ankles and wrists. They have a knife strapped to each hip, and in black detailing on their shoulder is the word Stanley. <laughs> oh my god, can we keep him? <laughs> oh my god. And we will end the episode there. 
Thank you so much for joining us for this, I believe, the second episode of More Like Guidelines, an actual play game design podcast. I forgot to plug all our things at the end of the last episode. The first and most important one is that we have a Patreon. Everyone involved in this project is getting paid a fair wage for their time. If you would like to help um, Don't Hurt Birds Productions afford that, you can check out our Patreon at patreon.com slash don't hurt birds, all one word, no punctuation. And you can find us on Twitter at DHB underscore games. We've got some really interesting projects coming up some of them with the people on this podcast, and I cannot wait for you to see more. Thank you very much, and we will see you next time. 